Welcome to JLI's Journalistic Learning Podcast, where we talk with teachers who are leading journalistic learning projects in their classrooms. For those who don't know, journalistic learning is a systemic approach that infuses journalistic strategies into required ELA courses and engages students in self-directed learning and project-based storytelling. Hey there, I'm your host, Bo Brusco, a former ELA teacher myself and multimedia journalist. Today, we'll be continuing our conversation with Cora Moore. It was like one of those beautiful, inspirational teacher moments. An ELA teacher at a charter school in Coos Bay, Oregon, who is currently leading a journalistic learning project with her 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Let's jump back into it. I know we've talked a little bit about some stories, but uh, is there any like one story or experience for better or for worse, uh, or maybe a learning experience? Was there something that was really challenging that you learned from that you'd like to share with uh, your fellow teachers? I think the part of the project that stood out the most to me last year was doing interviews with people. And it was the part of the project that took me as a teacher the most out of my comfort zone. Mm. Um, like I had to call people, I had to email people, I had to try to make all these connections and I just wanted to stay in my bubble. And then I had to have all those people come into my classroom. And so it was really very much uncomfortable. Um, but it ended up being the most rewarding experience. It was like one of those beautiful, inspirational teacher moments that we all wished that we would have. And so it was really, really worth the hard work that went into it. Um, Because I was teaching middle school, um, I really, I didn't want my kids out there like cold calling people and I didn't want them emailing strangers and things like that yet. I think that some of that might be more appropriate at the high school level. So I had my tech person set up a journalism email address for our Mm. school. Um, And so the students were able to forward me their email or a phone number. And we were able to kind of um, communicate with their people they wanted to interview um, through that medium. And so I felt that was a little bit safer just for our age group. Um, but it did put a lot of work on me. Um, and then of course they all had dreams of interviewing like Barack Obama and the governor. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> they've got big aspirations, which I loved. Um, but bringing it back down to who do we, who can we actually connect with? Um, got pretty challenging. And some people that we kind of cold contacted responded and they came and it was wonderful. Um, In the end, it was like, I've got four or five groups of kids that don't have someone interview. What are we going to do about it? And Mm. um, so at that point, I think it was really important to really lean into our school community. Um, uh, So I had one parent who was a city, um, like a city counselor um, so he knew a lot of people. So I kind of got in touch and said, do you know some people that might be willing to talk with us about X, Y, or Z issue? Um, the office staff know everybody. So there <laughs> were, I, I gave them my list and I was like, why did I not ask them at the very beginning? Because they were like, oh, so-and-so's parents and activists for, you know, the beaches and so-and-so's parent owns a restaurant and, (laughs) you know, so-and-so, they work at a gas station down the road. So it was just um, leaning into the community and who do we know was, I think, really important. Um, Yeah. 
were because I was I feel like a really important part of the project as well, just making connections with our community. And some of the kids were like, is it that, you know, unethical to like interview somebody we know? And I was like, you know, that's a really important question, <laughs> you know, mm. um, as a journalist, you want to be thoughtful, I think, about who you choose to interview, but we're also in the sixth grade and it's probably okay if we <laughs> interview the third graders parent, um, yeah. about their job. And, um, and so that really brought, I think our school community closer together. And it was really fun to share our final project, knowing that so many people in our school community had contributed in different ways, not just our students. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine, uh, like how, incredibly impactful that experience was for your students to to have not just an interview with a community member but to be respected and seen and and heard in a professional kind of like environment uh yeah do you want to do you want to just share uh the sort of uh impact you saw in your kids from, from the interview experience uh well they all showed up dressed nicely they were all so nervous Mm. Um, there was a couple groups with students that like genuinely don't talk with people. Um, and they sat and they recorded, um, and they were able to be part of it that way. Um, so I just feel like everybody was really, was included and everybody got to practice. And I saw kids that are very shy coming out of that. Um, and I know I've got a couple students that were saying, you know, we're nervous about this this year, but it it went okay last year. And mm-hmm. um, so knowing that that's something that they can do and that it's applicable to life outside of school was really, really valuable. Um, I think my one of my favorite interviews last year was um, the animal shelter director. Mm. <laughs> uh, the kids emailed her. We didn't know her at all. And she agreed to come. And, and as interview day came up, she emailed me a couple of times and she's like, are you sure you don't want me to bring an animal? And I was like, <laughs> no, it's not that kind of a project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not you know? like a, we're not going to let like an iguana crawl across the kid's right. laps. That's not what this is. <laughs> right. Right. And um, so she came and the kids asked her like all these really thoughtful questions and mm. like deep questions about her job and like philosophically like what are we doing to take care of these animals and like what happens if they have to be euthanized and I mean just the it was a great interview and my office staff came up to me later and said they heard this lady kind of muttering as she walked out the door like that was not what I expected oh but like in like a really good way yeah in a good way yeah um, I bet so, I bet that really I bet that really had an impact on her too. That's really sweet. Yeah. So that was a really a really sweet moment that I thought um was meaningful. Um that yeah, it was really good. Wow. Uh that's incredible. Well, so uh to kind of bring it full circle, I know for you, especially because you were kind of overseeing uh the the cold emails and stuff like that. And it was it was heavy lifting on your part, uh, mm-hmm. definitely. Would you say it was it was worth it though for the uh, for the experience for the kids? Well, I'm doing it again this year, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. I absolutely feel like it was so very much worth it. Um, I have limited myself to one inspirational teaching moment per term because that's about <laughs> all I can do. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but it, it really was worth it. And um, I think it's the part that they most remembered from the previous year. And I think it's probably something that they'll take forward with them as well. That's it for today's episode. If you're interested in learning more about leading a journalistic learning project in your class, visit journalisticlearning.org for more information. Also, Cora talked a lot about guiding students through the interview process in this episode, and we actually have a whole webinar about doing just that, and I'll put a link to it in the comments below, or in the description below, if you want to check that out. Uh, but before signing off today, here's a quick tidbit of news. At the beginning of this year, the Biden administration announced its Improving Student Achievement Agenda for 2024. The plan identifies three strategies proven to improve student learning, including reducing absenteeism, intensifying tutoring, and expanding after-school and summer learning programs. Just to zoom in on one of these strategies, absenteeism is a real struggle right now for public education. Absenteeism rates have doubled since the 2018-2019 school year. Today, around 28% of students are missing more than 18 days of class in a year. And as the White House's agenda points out, how can students learn if they're not in school? If you want to learn more about the agenda and what it might mean for your school, you can find a link to the announcement from the White House in the description of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Journalistic Learning Podcast. I'm Bo Brusco. We'll see you next time. Bye.